You are now tuned in to Gully and Easy on 4th and 20 Football Radio with all of the hits. Thank you for tuning in to 4th and 20 Football Radio. This football team is coming into our place. They're standing in our way. This stuff lights your fireman. The pilot lights out. Sunday morning smoke session. We back with the Sunday morning smoke session special, the Hall of Fame. Let's go, man. Let's go. I mean, this is our, you know, Hall of Fame, uh, you know, for Hall of Fame edition, uh, you know, episode for uh, you know, Fourth and Twenty Football Radio. I'm your boy Gully. Troy. Your boy Elijah. And Kyle here. Man, yeah, man. We got a, uh, yeah, we got, we got a lot to unpack about. You know, uh, let's say, you know, we're really NFL history, NFL, you know, just how. And, you know, how it all started, how it all, you know, came, came about, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, 103 years. Oh. The NFL has been around for about 103 years. It's, that's kind of hard. That's really, really hard to believe, though. Right. You know, it, I mean, even before, even before then, you know, like, people were actually playing football, like, right during the, you know, Industrial Revolution period, you know? Let's start all the way, let's start all <laughs> the way back. Let's take us back to the first two teams, well, one team of the NFL, the Chicago Bears, who were also the Cardinals. Now, back in back in 1898, Arizona Cardinals were actually in Chicago. So they, you know what I'm saying, they uh, they, they had, uh, you know, they were pretty much like, you know, uh, a little uh, small growing franchise with also the Green Bay Packers, who were, you know, just right up the road. You know, right up the road in, you know, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. So you you get around to about 1920, you know, you get up, get get to about 1920. Right after World War One. Yeah, right after World War One. You know, you got to really think about it, like you know what the country was really going through after you know World War One, and on top of that too, you know, you had the fucking uh, you know you had the swine flu. Yeah. You know, going on, you know, you had that p- pandemic. You know what I'm saying? From 1918 all the way till what 20? 20. You know, 21. First NFL game started in September of 1920. <laughs> And you had these list of teams, you know, that all pretty much put in for, let's say, a bidding team, you know, just say a bidding team, a bidding franchise. And it started right here in Ohio. With the Akron Pros, man. We got the Akron Pros. We got the Canton Bulldogs. We got the Cleveland Tigers. We got the Columbus Panhandlers, the the, uh, the Dayton Triangles. Then you got on the Chicago side of, you know, Chicago side of things, you have the Chicago Tigers. The Cater Staley's and the Racine Cardinals. Then you look at Indiana. Indiana also has the Hammond Pros and the Manning Flyers. You look on the New York side, 
you got the Buffalo All-Americans and the Rochester Jeffersons. All of those teams meshing into the the early industrial of the the real birth of the NFL in 1920. Looking at you know, just looking at the uh, looking at the fact though too, you know, the Akron Pros were the first team in NFL history to actually uh, have a black running back. And didn't they go two consecutive seasons outscoring their opponents like 176 to nothing? 176 to nothing. Like oh and man, that's still that's still today is still uh, a league. Uh, pretty much a, a still league, a record league man record. it's still a record to this day man you know like and that you know that's still you know it's still in the books yeah you know you, know, you fact like like i said with with nfl how it started you know there was no pads there was really no helmets you it was know just it was, what just contact just physical you know, just contact. it was just grass and mud you know and you just they're just tossing around a real actual pigskin you know that they you know that they actually woven together you know, to say, hey, let's play this sport for entertainment. Then the entertainment turned into, you know, a bigger, you know, bigger train throughout the 20s. You know, and just, you know, you got to really also look at, you know, at the end of the 20s, though, too, you know, with the Great Depression. Yeah. You know, so like football, you know, was one of the things that were on, you know, on the last people's mind. They weren't really thinking about it, man. Really didn't, they didn't, you know, didn't really apply to them for real. Yeah, you know, but... Emerging out of you know emerging out of the Great Depression, start of the Great Depression, 1930, we got the Detroit Lions coming into you know, coming into the mix. You know, in 1930, after the New York Giants, after all of those teams started merging together, you know, Chicago, you know, Chicago, Green Bay, then the Giants, all that merged together, you know, started merging together into you know the real true NFL. So now you got to 1930. You got the Detroit Lions coming into, you know, coming into 1930 as a franchise, followed by Washington and Pittsburgh in 1932 and 33. Hmm. Then you got Philly coming in, you know, coming in at, uh, you know, 1933. And you also have the LA Rams, who's also, we're going to talk about the Rams for a hot second, though, too. You know, because they were a heavily moved team. Out of all NFL teams. Dude, they moved to some different spots, man. Some different areas throughout their history, man. Yeah, throughout their history, they they pretty much moved all throughout America. St. Louis being one spot. You know, and but you know, like yeah, like I said, throughout the thirties and stuff though, you know, you got most of these teams coming out, you know, start coming out to Woodward. And it's all for good sportsmen and entertainment. Yeah. You know? And with that, you know, with that being paired, you know, with uh, you know, trying to get you know people getting into the Olympics and everything, though, because during you know during that time frame, you know, people were still going for you know Olympic sports, you know, the nineteen thirty six Olympics, you know, when uh, surprisingly so, Adolf Hitler had ended up uh, you know hosting the nineteen thirty six Olympics in Germany, and that's where Jesse Owens ended up getting you know getting a gold medal. Odd fact, but. That's At that true, time, man. Hitler was, you know, Hitler won time of the year that day. That, you know, so it was kind of like one of those, like, you know, flip side of the stories, though, you know, when you really look into history. But you look into football, you know, and how was, you know, building with, you know, America. Because they could they consider football uh, America's, one of America's pastimes along, along with baseball. Yeah, sure is, man. You know, so this is just being the backbone of sports. Throughout the 20s and the 30s, and how you know the NFL was actually uh, you know coming about, 
it's now, you know, now you're starting to see more teams start to come out, you know, come out the woodwork. Now you're getting into the 40s. Now, 19, you know, 1940, you got some teams that are, you know, that are still, in, you know, still in the woodwork with, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, the NFL. But with World War II going on, started in 1941. 1941 to 1945. Hey, everybody had to, you know, either had to work in factories or they had to go to war. No one was worried about football during World War II either. Because so, they went off to war. So, you, you got, you know, you got pretty much a a botched NFL, you know, you, you pretty much got a botched NFL because you don't have any players. All of the men are at war. You know, we, like, the World War II was one of the bloodiest, you know, it was one of the bloodiest wars, you know what I'm saying, in history. Yeah, it was. No doubt. But, that's where you have found out, you know, that's where, you know, the, the biggest record, Super Bowl or championship setting record, was the Chicago Bears against the you know Washington Redskins, where they blew them out seventy three to nothing, and then, you know, in the AFL championship. In nineteen forty five, man. Nineteen forty five. You know, it, it's it's kind of one of those things where, you know, football at that time was just at a decline. You know, as, as well as people with wanting you know wanting real true entertainment you know because you got the you know you got television you know what i'm saying being marketed around that time and stuff though and hey around the 50s here comes a lot of here comes indianapolis baltimore you know what i'm saying they come you know they come into the 50s you got the browns on the hot you know on a hot roll you know during the uh during the 50s and stuff though didn't they get made in 1946 1946 dang man so you got the Browns and the Colts, you know, joining after, you know, really joining after the, you know, post-war war. Then you get into 1960. Now, 1960 was a very interesting year for NFL. New England came into fruition that year. You got, you have so many teams that came, you know, that came into, you know, that came into existence. You got the New England Patriots. You know, now you have the Buffalo Bills. You know, you also have the Dallas Cowboys. You also have the Oakland Raiders. You know, you got the Denver Broncos. And on top of Kansas City Chiefs, the New York Jets. And, you know, and, and you also, you know, and you also have the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. Also coming in, you know, coming into the world in 1960. So, now you're seeing the whole expansion of people wanting to play football now. Now football has become an importance in the 60s. You know... So by that time, Green Bay has won so many champ, you know, won uh, won many championships. Cleveland has also won some championships. New York has also won some uh, championships. Detroit really has, still hasn't. You know, they still they've won what two two championships right before 1970. The AFL and NFL merger, and it came down to it came down to the lat to to the first two or three Super Bowls. Because the first one was the Chiefs and the Packers. Came down, you know, it really came down. It really came down to that. Once, you know, once that, uh, you know, once the AFL, because once it was once the AFL versus the, you know, versus the uh, NFL for quite some time, the AFL was very overpowered, and the NFL didn't even have pretty mm, much. They had nobody. Much. You know, so a lot of those teams, you know what I'm saying? A lot of those teams have championships that, more or less. They're, they just had weaker opponents. Yeah. You know, they didn't have any strategy. 
They didn't have too many coaching. You know, they were just pretty much, you know, playing to play. But now you're getting into, you know, the merge, you know, the NFL merger of 1970. So now you have it, now you have it down to 16 teams a piece. Well, no, 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 14 teams a piece. Still coming into the NFL, you know, NFL merger. So 1970, you know, 1974, you got the Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers joining, you know, joining in, you know, joining in on the fight. So now we got, you know, now we got everything interesting with uh, new teams popping up, you know, and everybody wanting to play. So let's break it down to even with the first Super Bowl, you know, you know, the Packers and the, uh, you know, the Packers and the Chiefs, they were really good. You know, it was a blow, it was a blow match, 30, you know, 35 to 10. Yeah. You know, that was really showing that the AFL and the NFL was more or less out, you know, outmatched and outnumbered. So once the 1970 merger ended up, uh, you know, coming about, it, you know, it started balancing everything out. And so that's where you started getting, you know, more balanced out Super Bowls. Even though the NFL, it's, you know, some of it, it, it's entertainment. Some of it is botched. Some of it wasn't. Some people, you know, have like, you know, theories of, oh, yeah, this game might be rigged or whatever. Who's to tell? Especially in past games, so too. Who's to really tell, though? But moving into, you know, moving into the, you know, Hall of Fame, you know, in itself, though, you know, that opened up, you know, September 7th of 1963. You know, at that given time, though, you know, you got to really think about how you got to really think about, you know, what was going on, you know, during the 60s and stuff, though, you know, with civil rights, you know, the civil rights movement and stuff, though, um, you know, Vietnam. Yeah, that was in the late 60s. You know, I mean, you got, you, then you got, like, you know, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, Kennedy, you know what I'm saying, Kennedy's uh, presidency <laughs> and stuff, though, you know, his, you know, his final, final months of that, you know, to actually see that, and also, you know, the NFL uh, headquarters actually uh, opening up, you know, in uh, New York City, you know, in the same day. September 7th, 1963. Oh, shit. You know, so, it, it, you know, it's one of those things where they named it, you know, they named it in the city of Canton because that's where, you know, that's where the, the heart of football actually was founded. Was in Ohio, you know, was in the state of Ohio with, you know what I'm saying, with a company with, you know, the, you know, pack, you know, with uh, the Packers and, you know, the Cardinals being their own, you know, separate football teams that they wanted to play in pretty much a backyard, you know, backyard sports. Because you really, you got to really think about it. There was really no communication back in the 18 or 19, you know, 1900s. I mean, nowadays, we can, you know, we could just pretty much do everything on a computer. Back then, they didn't even have a computer. You just had to run it. You had to run it, uh, you know, you had to, like, at least write a letter to just get it, you know, just to get it sent out. And it's in pigeons to them? Yeah, yeah, you said it's in a pigeon, so it's in a horse, whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It's just like how the NFL actually started to actually how it, you know, how it is now to a multi-billion dollar franchise organization. And it all started off as a backyard, backyard concept as a sport. Just with, passed by time. With a pigskin, man. With back a in, pig, with a woven pigskin. Back in the day, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's just how 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 the whole game, you know, just pretty much just like you know uh, how how it changed, you know, how it went from 
them not really having to, you know, really padding or helmets or, you know what I'm saying? What, you know, no type of, you know, protection. protection or we didn't have the technology that we, you know, that we did have for seeing the first, you know, where the first down marker is on, te- you know, on TV. They and, probably didn't have, like, plays and stuff. You know, they didn't have yeah. plays. You know, they really didn't have plays and stuff, though. So it was just like. No hey, coaching either. No cleats, no, no positions, anything. Yeah. yeah. Everybody out there in fucking tennis shoes. They were around. just playing to play, man. Yeah, you know, got some fucking polo shirts on. Yeah, to identify each other. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, that's really, yeah, that's really how it is, especially back, you know, backyard in the mud. You know, I mean, it wasn't going to, they really weren't going to cancel no game because of mud or, you know, rainy conditions and stuff, though. They would still be out there playing. Yeah, they'd be playing, man. Play to play. Like, the cold, one of the coldest games was. Wasn't a uh, you know I think it was back in the 40s when the Eagles had faced off against I believe the Giants and it was negative 19 degrees out. Jeez. You know, I mean you got fans, even you got fans out there so dedicated to the sport that they were staying out there in the blistering cold. You know, the one of the coldest games was uh was during the 80 I think it was like during the 82 season against uh against it was the Bengals versus I believe uh the Patriots. You know, and that was one of the coldest games. They said that game was like negative 23 degrees, and the wind chill was like at least negative 40. And that was down there in Cincinnati. You know, one of the coldest games in NFL history. And one of the hottest games in NFL history was when the Cardinals ended up moving to, you know, to Arizona and started, you know, building their uh, stadium. And it was the Sun Devil Stadium. It got temperatures got up to 111 degrees on field. Dang. You know, like those players down there were baking. You know, people passing out of heat, heat exhaustion, and you know, it's that's crazy. They didn't have a stadium either. You know, that's crazy, especially you know, especially with now that the Arizona Cardinals had to you know actually put a dome roof over it. You know, completely air conditioned. Complete air conditioning yeah, and everything. Mm. Though, you know, I love that thing. Yeah, they pretty, pretty much revolutionized. Yeah, the way the team started doing shit. Like, built that. Know how it work. should be done. Yeah. You know, and the the history with uh, you know, with a lot of the stadiums and stuff, though. You know, like let's talk. Let's talk about uh, you know, some history for you know about some of the stadiums. You know, Arrowhead is you know holds the Guinness Book of World Record. For the loudest stadium ever recorded, one hundred and forty-three decibels. That's how you measure sound. During, and this was during a Chiefs and this was during the Chiefs and the Patriots game. I think in uh, I think it was a AFC champ uh, AFC championship game. Because of fans. Yes. Oh yeah. wow. No, yes, yeah. that's how loud. That's yeah. how loud it was in Arrowhead. And that was one of the only stadiums in uh, that's. In, Speaking with the Chiefs, you know, with the Chiefs, uh, you know, history and stuff, though, they're one of the only teams that have not that have not moved any type of stadium. They still had their their former stadium since it was built in 1960. I believe that because they haven't really like renamed themselves as any you know anything more than you know what they already have been named. So right. Then you're getting into you know you get into the Packers and stuff though Lam- Lambeau Field you know that's another one. Lambeau Field has you know it's shifted a couple times though but once they've made their move they've stayed at Lambeau Field for over eighty years. Dang. I mean, for a good reason though they got they're literally the only team that allows 
actual people to put in shares into the, into the actual team itself. Right. Like, so a lot of Packers fans own a share of the Packers itself. Even if it's not a lot, you can, yeah. Like, I, so I always thought that was a dope concept. I kind of wish more teams would look into doing that, but yeah, like that's, that's pretty much one of the main reasons why they've been able to keep up on everything that they've been doing over there. Like, what's it, as old as the stadium is. They are winning, obviously. Yeah. And then, like, you know, then you look at the, you know, you look at the Giants also, though, too. You know, the Giants also had to move a couple times, though. But now the current MetLife Stadium is the one of the only, sta- well, one of the largest stadiums in NFL history that holds, you know, hosts one of the biggest capacities aside from AT&T Stadium. But the Giants have moved from, you know, so many stadiums that the Jets and the Giants had to pretty much share a field with the Mets and also the Yankees at one point in time. So can you imagine that in New York City? Like all That's like busy, all four man. all four major sports teams so sharing one you know, sharing one stadium. So busy. All the like, tourists have become oh my goodness. Yeah, and it forced the giant you know, forced the Giants and the Jets to move out, you know, and Every other, everybody else had to build their own stadiums and stuff, though. So that's how you got, you know, that's how you got MetLife. You know, then, like, you know, the, uh, let's talk about the Patriots for a hot second, though, too. You know, the Patriots, would you let, you know, would you let Field, you know, would you let Field now, you know, was Foxborough. Foxborough, you know, was standing for, you know, over like 30, it was standing for over like 40 years and stuff though, before they tore it down and ended up building Gillette. But Foxborough was the only stadium that didn't even have any bathrooms. Hmm. Yeah, how? What kind of blunder is that? What? Yeah. So what they use like porta potties? Yeah, they had to use porta. Yeah, they had to use porta potties. Oh. Oh. Talk about those long lines, bro. Yeah. So people drinking. Oh my. Right, dude. That'd be that'd be a mess. Beer after beer. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, like they had to, you know, they had they definitely had to rebuild their stadium and stuff, though. No bad. You know, you're looking at, you know, looking at the Washington Commander Stadium and stuff, FedEx Field. You know, FedEx definitely needs to be rebuilt. You know, they because FedEx is you know that's been standing there for a while. Because beforehand, they you know they did uh they weren't living in Washington, but then they ended up uh you know moving to FedEx Field back in you know back in the eighties, uh, and now that that field is in disrepair. Like that stadium is supposed to hold at least sixty eight thousand people, but only thirty thousand people only show up to the uh you know to the uh, Commanders games. So all those other seats. What are you doing with them? <coughs> disrepair. Dude, the, that's all that money they're losing for? Yeah, disrepair. I mean, it's been proven quite a bit, like a couple of times at this point, that unless something major happens to the stadium, they're not going to fix it. The Viking Stadium, for case in point. It took yeah. the whole stadium to collapse because of snow uh, on top of the roof in order for them to be like, oh, shit. We need to build something different. A stronger dome. That's how, yeah, that's <laughs> like how a you stronger dome. Yeah, that's how you got U.S. Bank Stadium now. Because mm-hmm. Minnesota's, you know, one of those states that snow, man. Oh, yeah, it's just on Snow. Minnesota, yeah. yeah. You know, like, you know, uh, you know, another interesting, you know, uh, I would say team in a stadium that was really interesting, you know, is the Colts. You know, from the RCA Dome to Lucas Oil Field. Now, the RCA Dome was, you know, at that time, one of the state-of-the-art, state-of-the-art domes. And even Tom Brady, when he was playing against Peyton Manning, 
you know, back in the you know early two thousands stuff though before they moved. He said that dome was super fucking loud. They don't, he, and he doesn't know still to this day was it the dome effect or was it the crowd? Because you know those decibel, you know, don't like you know the crowd is super loud, and especially if we talk about Arrowhead, you know, like yeah. you know breaking a you know breaking a world record and stuff though. Can you imagine how the RCA dome was? You know, I mean, it's it's simply it's crazy. Probably a good runner up for real. You know. But, uh, you know, another loud stadium, I will say, though, too, is CenturyLink. Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, the 12th man? Yeah, the 12th yeah. man. Yeah, the 12th yeah. man is super loud, too, though. Yeah, they be on that shit. Dang. Yeah, I, honestly, I know a lot of people would be fucked up because of that, whether they let the clock run out because of that shit or they can't hear plays and they got to call timeouts. Like, yep. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And then all that does is hype the crowd up more. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you, you just pretty much got to, you know. You just got to roll, man. Yeah, you got to punch Yeah, get a couple yards, make make the crowd shut the fuck up, and then you'll be smooth. Yeah, it went from, you know, it went from the Mega Dome to, you know, to uh, Century Lake. And wow. both of those stadiums were loud. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, back in the day with, uh, you know, Steve Largent. You know, the Seahawks, you know, the Seahawks, way before the Legion of Boom and stuff, though, that stadium was loud. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it's just, you know, it's just really crazy how, like, you know, like I said, the NFL, how it changed, you know, from the, the sphere of a backyard football concept to everybody playing it from, you know, professionals all the way down to college, college. all the way down to, you know, high school, middle school, you know, peewee. You know, everybody wants to play. You know, everybody wants to play it. You know, even with injuries included or not, they still have the passion for it. You know, NFL is definitely, I would say, one of those backbones that really built America. I mean, it is one of our sources of entertainment, man. You know what I'm saying? It keeps, it's one of the, it's one of our uh, blood and oil, for real, that keeps us going. Entertainment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. But, uh. But yeah, don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. We got some more music for y'all. But uh, yeah, peace. <laughs> 